Hi, everyone. Welcome to season two of my podcast. Today we have, which was highly requested, people wanted me to talk to more single guys to get dating from their perspective. So today we have Tim Liu, who is a fitness and nutrition coach who lives here in Los Angeles. Thank you for coming on my show and being helpful to many women out there. Hey, welcome. Thanks for having me on, Christine. Cool. So I know some people are going to ask, how old are you? 33. 33. Okay. And you live here in LA? Yep. Uh, which part of LA? I live in South Pass, South Pasadena. South Pasadena. And how long have you been a fitness coach? Eight, nine years now. So it's been a long career, but it's what I enjoy. It seems like it. And can I just say that your body and physique is so, like, it's healthy. Like, if I was going to get a trainer, I would call you because it's not, I mean, some people like the beefy look, but yours is like optimal, optimal performance, I can tell. Oh. And you're so lean. And women, if you want to see, what's your Instagram handle? <laughs> <laughs> At Tim Lou Fitness. At Tim Lou Fitness. Yeah. Is that mostly diet? Or are you one of those people who are pretty lucky that you can eat whatever you want? No, I will. It is not. I'm not lucky. I was a fat kid growing up. So growing up overweight, you know, ate junk and then cleaned up my diet, got on a proper workout routine and learning the hard way of what works and doesn't work for my body. So now I'm in a pretty good place. Yeah, yeah. you look great. Thank you. So can I add, sorry, this is not related to anything. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I, I want advice from you. Sure. Okay, so for me, <laughs> I'm, I'm in my late 30s mm -hmm. and I noticed that um, I'm, I'm getting skinnier. So, um, and I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to look like, I always say it's like Mr. Burns from <laughs> The Simpsons. Like, uh. So I do want to build more muscle. Mm -hmm. So I've started to do more weights at home. Like I have a weighted vest. Is there anything else I can do? Like what's like one thing I can do that would really make a difference be for, so for building a little more bulk? Because I feel like I'm really skinny and scrawny. I don't feel and look strong. Mm-hmm. So I want to change that. Okay. So there are two different things you can do. Uh, first one is your workout. The weight vest is great, um, if, especially if you're doing like weighted push-ups or lunges and squats. But we probably need a little more weight because once you hit a certain point, your body's going to get used to it. So it just kind of plateaus. So you have to challenge it in different ways, whether it's getting some, some dumbbells, some bands, both. You have to be progressing in your workouts somehow. Okay. So more resistance. Yep. Got and, it. And then for your diet, I don't, I don't. What's what are your eating habits like right now? What's <laughs> I, I do like eating, but I, I actually don't think I consume enough calories. Okay. And I hear of people having <laughs> like when they like actors and they have to build up for a superhero role or something. There's eating all the time, like mm -hmm. white chicken meat and things like that. Um. So I am incorporating a little more protein. Okay. Because I think that's good for my body type, but I actually don't know what I'm doing. So. Okay. Well, for your diet, yes, <laughs> having more protein is important. And if you're trying to, you know, not look so skinny and Mr. Burns-like, <laughs> you probably need to eat some carbs too around your workout time. Okay. So, yeah. Like breads and pasta? Uh, you know, up? like rice, potatoes, okay. um, more complex carbs. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay. So you said you were fat growing up. Yeah. Do you, does that fat kid version of you still like mentally pop up sometimes? Do you, how do you see yourself or does that feeling 
still pop up for you? Sometimes if I, you know, um, if I'm too loose with my diet and I feel a little, a little more bloated, that fat kid from the past pops up and it whips me into getting back on track. What is the feeling? The feeling of the... Like when you feel like you're bloated. Oh, like... <laughs> like, what, what, like emotionally, like, what is that feeling? Emotionally, uh, just feels, you know, like I don't f- feel my best. Okay. I feel sluggish or just slow during the day. My mind doesn't feel as sharp. And physically, you know, maybe the pant waist might feel a little tighter. Um, but yeah, those are the main feelings. Do you feel... Uh, sorry, I'm getting a little deeper here. Do you feel like like I'm not good enough or I'm not attractive? No. Does that ever pop up? That doesn't pop up. Okay. No. So that you're past that. <laughs> no, I, I feel pretty good about myself. Okay, no, that's great. That's great. And I can tell, by the way. Oh, thank you. And so um, when I was looking at your pictures, I I thought like if I was single and I was on a dating app, I can totally see like myself coming across someone like you. Oh, in you. a good way. Just oh, like cool, I was cool. like, yeah, this is this is a guy that a woman would come across in LA. Mm-hmm. So are you on the dating apps right now? I am. You are on the dating apps? Which ones? I am on Hinge. On Hinge. How do you like it? It's the least dumpster fire out of all of them. Oh, okay, that's good. Is it because it connects you through a mutual uh, f- friend or I feel oh. like the women on there aren't promoting you know, like their Instagram handles or just looking for attention based off of the pictures that I see. It feels like the quality of people is better compared to some of the other platforms. Are you looking for a relationship right now? Or are you open to being in one? I am if the, if I meet the right person and it feels right. Absolutely. Okay. But how? Like, what's your mindset when you go into dating and meeting people? Is it more casual or do you put on your profile like looking for committed relationship no because i don't put that because (laughs) it it puts a lot of pressure on on both our ends if if i match with a girl and her you know profile says looking for a serious relationship only don't waste my time blah 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 you know i can just feel the vibe of that person i could tell that it's probably not a good fit okay yeah yeah, that's good. I think it's it's fantastic when people do that because, mm-hmm. I mean, to save both parties time, mm-hmm. just to be very clear on your intention. I usually do tell women to, I mean, when you're dating, you just want to feel good. That's like the goal, right, is to feel good. Because if you're too much in that space of I want to create something, people do pick up on that, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it, it it's pressure. Whether it's good or bad, it does come off as pressure. Um, so usually the way they do it as well, because some women could just flat out say it like I am looking for a long term relationship um, without it being desperate. But you'll I do tell them you will you might still scare some people off because they're not looking for that. Mm-hmm. But it's a good thing. Of right? course, <laughs> you, uh, you have to. I think it's what you sub communicate rather than putting it out there directly. I think that would be better. Yes. And yeah. people as humans totally pick up on that you can't fake stuff Mm -hmm. that's what i feel like what do you think of that like have you ever read any of those books of like how maybe like for men like how to date or how to get someone's attention or how to how to appear more confident have you ever seen i have i have friends in that space who are you know either they're like dating coaches or social you know what do you call them one of my friends he's a social skills coach so he uh they help 
guys who struggle with women try to you know improve their image their outlook their confidence and all that so yeah i'm pretty familiar with that that sort of content uh it doesn't appeal to me because i'm not at that stage to where i need to f- feel more confident i think it's a good surface level get your foot in the door before you move on and you internalize all those things so you don't have to focus so hard on yeah that those, makes sense yeah. yeah yeah to create the opportunity with your previous relationships what have some of your patterns been have you had any patterns yes <laughs> yes <laughs> awesome now that, now that i think about it uh initially after long-term relationship ended i ended up trying to find those same types of women um but it it wasn't it wasn't good because i was just repeating past patterns that didn't work for me so dating women who are a little more on the anxious attachment side side okay and that just makes me a little more lean towards avoidant and it 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 makes me kind of push you know kind of pull back a little bit yeah for sure so if they're anxious attachment style what did you initially what did you find attractive in that initially you know we all have a desire to be to be loved to want to be you know wanted so it was cool because you know it plays to the ego a little bit like oh this this girl really likes me cool like all right let's see where it goes and then it became more neediness and more anxiety and it's it's like you need to chill you need to back off a little bit because i'm just trying to live life and do my own thing you, you know the the clinginess is a, is a turn off and it pushes me away Okay, so now do you now that you're aware of that, mm-hmm. do you choose completely differently? Have you almost like do you, some people swing the other way? I'm pretty secure. Like I I did that whole test, anxious atta- avoidant attachment test. I'm leaning towards secure, but it takes time to see that side come out in people, men or women. So, I take a longer time vetting women and wait for their personalities that slowly come out because you you never know you know what somebody's real personality is until you spend a good amount of time with them yeah and then you can kind of keep notes in your head about potential red flags and things to look out for and yeah a lot more aware now yeah you seem like you're very aware and you're very conscious for some people who might not be uh, familiar with the attachment styles can you quickly just go over what the the main three are okay uh, the main uh the first one is anxious uh just comes from a position of anxiety neediness you know being fearful if their partner is gonna run away avoidant is the opposite where they're just you know avoiding intimacy and just see ya <laughs> uh and insecure is what you want to aim towards which is you know like i'm confident who i am these are my values i'm looking for x and y and this is who i am you're totally right by the way it it does take a while to see and mm-hmm. i think usually when when bad things or challenging things come up is when you see mm-hmm. that in people so i usually encourage like if you want to get to know someone mm-hmm. see them in a challenging 
position, whether it's traveling somewhere like really hard, oh yeah, like a really tough Woo. trip, <laughs> out of their comfort zone. Um, I'm not a huge drinker, but I think seeing someone like really drunk, <laughs> I mean, because th- that you see a, a part of them as well. Red flags. Mm-hmm. You said red flags. What are some red flags to you? Are we talking physical? Are we talking about uh, anything? Book, yeah, anything. Um, let's see. Too addicted to social media. Um, always trying to seek, you know, validation from other people. That's just insecurity, neediness, um, you know, immaturity. Not knowing what they want, not knowing what their values are. Okay. That's, oh yeah. I'm that's sorry. a that that's a big one. Uh, let's see. Not learning, not knowing, you know, basic courtesy and social skills and just life skills. Those would be off the top of my head, which are big red flags. Okay. And what are some of your core values? My core values? Hmm. It's a good one. Yeah, I know because uh, we, we <laughs> I've done all these tests before too, but sometimes when people ask off the bat, I'm like, wait, hold on. What are my top, <laughs> what are my top five? In terms of core values... As a guy, you you want to be, you know, staying healthy, fit. That's a big one. Having the ability to provide for yourself, um, you know, make enough money to support yourself and maybe your partner if that's what you want to go for. Um, being in, knowing your emotions, owning them, and being in control instead of acting, you know, out on them because that's huge. Because a lot of people, men and women, are both very emotionally reactive and don't know how to process and act and uh you know doing good for for others and creating value in this world i think that would be my values well that's great you seem like you've done a lot of personal growth yeah yeah do you what kind of personal growth do you do is it like books uh, workshops i've worked i've read a lot of books and i've worked with coaches who have helped me with personal development figure out what my blind spots are and sorting out what I want in life. So it's a lot of times, a lot of people don't have clarity on what they want and it's important to get help and not be afraid to to reach out to a professional who can guide you there. Have some of the things been more effective than others? Like, do you prefer one-on-one coaching or, uh, cause everyone's different, I'm just curious. For sure, uh, I'm in two different groups. Well, I work with a coach and he has a bunch of other guys in the coach. So uh, in the in the program. So we just have a giant group chat and we just support each other. We keep each other accountable and give good advice because a lot of guys, they don't have a strong male support network, which is which is which is hard. It's blame it on the culture, blame it on society. Now we don't have some sort of kinship where we can be better. And it's important to find like-minded guys who can help each other grow. Do you feel safer talking about this stuff with guys? I think so, because a lot of men don't have that safe space to communicate what they're feeling and what they want. I know that women tend to be like, I could just be one of the guys. It's cool if we you know, hang out with you guys. But the dynamics completely change. We have to... We do sometimes say what we mean, but we have to have a bit of a filter. (laughs) So we can't really get our, you know, uh, what we want to get across and and to verbalize it and to get real feedback from other guys who who can help us. If if a woman is present, that's just how it is. 
What's like an example of what a woman would say to you to make it feel like it's not safe to share what's on your mind? Um, since this is a dating <laughs> podcast, so if you know a bunch of guys are talking about what we want to do with our dates and like things moving forward and what the next step is, you know, a girl present might think differently and that would probably change the way we kind of communicate what what to do you know i i mean i totally i get it i'm just wondering like what what would they say for you to be like oh i shouldn't say this in front of her you know depending on the the type of guy it might be a little more <laughs> abrasive it, they, it might come off as abrasive to a woman because you know men and women communicate differently we're right. a lot more direct we're a lot more blunt and women tend to be a little more soft with their communication so what would the woman say in that case like or like have you had an experience where you got either like an eyeball roll yeah or... yeah basically yeah think think of high school when you know the guys and girls are hanging out with each other and the guys say one thing and then the girls you know get really mad about it and the, and they roll their eyes and the guy kind of pulls back and doesn't continue okay think of it like that got it okay that makes sense so women, if you want men to open up to you, and I mean, it's it's on both sides, right? I feel like both parties, there should be mutual respect and uh, consideration for the other. However, I do feel, I, I have seen women do things like that. And I've done things like that before, which I'm sure can make someone feel like either really dumb or, you know, and that's not my intention to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like most of the people I surround myself with are very conscious, like respectable people. Um, but if you want to tap into how a guy's feeling, you have to give him that safe space. And I feel like I, I have learned that through my guy friends as well to, to not judge, you know, that it's different. The sexes are different and doesn't make it better or worse. I think as long as they're being respectful, then it's fine. If they're not, that's when I might be like, that's not cool. Like, mm-hmm. don't do that. But valuing honesty if you if you want transparency if you want honesty that's something to think about as a woman you know how how you give your man a space to share with you i need to ask you the deeper stuff (laughs) are we going into the deeper stuff (laughs) okay can i ask when was your last serious relationship Hmm. five six years ago five six years ago Mm -hmm. and have you um have you healed from that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did that take a while? It took a while to process all the emotions because, you know, you've been with somebody for a while and learning how to be on your own and being independent again and having your own life and not have that other person anymore to, you know, to be around to influence you. Definitely. What was that healing process like for you? Like, did you go through, uh, like, what kind of emotions did you go through? Because with men, I know sometimes it can be like a delayed reaction mm-hmm. to tap into those feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, some men, they'll just like jump and like, fuck, you know, fuck that. And they'll start, like, they'll start <laughs> dating and then they'll like pop up later like, oh, shoot. And then they go process it. Like breakups suck, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of pain sucks. So I'm just curious from a guy's point of view, because with women, I- I'm pretty familiar with how how we do it you know Mm -hmm. it's easier for us to really cry it out if we need to and things like that Mm -hmm. 
So for you, I mean, was there anything you did for closure with her? Did you guys have a conversation or what are some things you did to heal and move forward from that? Definitely had a conversation. Uh, you know, we lived together. So I cleaned out my stuff. I moved out. And then we've had a couple conversations afterwards about, you know, it is what it is. We had a great time together and, you know, wish you the best. Uh, I didn't have any trouble. Pro I mean, it was tough for sure, but I didn't have any trouble. Like I didn't go to therapy or anything like that. It was more of a rebuilding stage in my life. Like I had a job change and all that stuff. So a lot was happening at the time. So I didn't really spend a lot of time thinking about my breakup. It was more about, all right, it wasn't meant to be and time to move on and, and, and do better. And so then that way I can, you know, jump into the next relationship more prepared, more in a better headspace and ready to go. Okay. And what did you learn about yourself from that relationship? Or if you could do something different for like the next relationship, did you learn something about that? Like, oh, next time I would. Do yeah, that. I, I, I killed a lot of the neediness that I had and, you know, anxiety, which was brought to me by her because she was an anxious type as well. So it just really ramped it up. And now, you know, as someone who's more secure and know who, what he wants and what I don't want, it's easier for me to find the right type of woman I'm looking for. I think a lot of mistakes that people make when they're dating is, they're trying to attract everybody. They're just, you know, like like take the dating apps, for example. They're just going to go swipe, 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 swipe. But you know, a lot of people, men and women, um, mistakes that they make when dating is they're not dating with intention. They're just kind of seeing what sticks. They say they have a certain type and it doesn't work out for them. And they keep repeating those same mistakes and they wonder why dating sucks for them. Um, like, <laughs> it's like you need to... Do a little self-reflection and, and stop choosing bad people. Right. So that's one thing I learned is to date with intention and you're not trying to attract everybody and look for the right person for you. Got it. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. All right, guys. So for this season two, I'm going to split these conversations into two episodes. So we're going to end this one here and we'll be back next week. Uh, where I asked him all of your questions because I did a a poll or I asked on Instagram. So I have a list of questions for Tim <laughs> for a second segment. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed the show, please give it five stars and write a review. It helps my rankings and I really, really appreciate it. And if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend, it's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women, and it's available on Amazon. Have a great day.